2: Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris.
3: Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. It is the Monday, July 26th edition of the show. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. And who, Chris? I go on vacation and everything hits the fan, man. That was, uh, that was an incredible, uh, impeccable timing. On my part, I will say. Uh, you, you've you told me this before. You don't vacation at the end of July. You Notice. just can't do it. Especially not during media days, right?
2: Yeah, no. Just so, sounds like a bad idea altogether. All
3: uh, we got NFL stuff going on. We got, of course, all the college football discussion that, uh, that I got to miss out on last week. But that's alright because I'm back. I got back from the Gulf Coast in one piece. And now we get to kind of sift through everything that has happened since. The breaking news was on Wednesday... ...about Oklahoma and Texas heading to the SEC. Everybody was kind of questioning, is this actually going to happen, is it not? Well, it does appear that it's going to happen. So we are going to talk about that in the changing landscape of college football across the board. And we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers, who has been a big topic on this show for quite some time. Uh, we will we will be hitting on that because there is a little bit of news. I guess it's rumor, it's innuendo, it's whatever, but we'll talk about it. First things first, winningcureseverything.com. That is the website. It's got everything you need to know about us over there. Very simple to do. Type it in your browser. Go check it out. Everywhere you need to follow, subscribe, etc., can be found right there. All of our social media accounts. Everywhere that you need to subscribe on the podcast, on the live show, on whatever. So go ahead and do that. Subscribe everywhere you need to subscribe, etc. The SBR College Football Show. Go ahead and check that bad boy out. We have got two more conferences left. Uh, last week they posted the Big Twelve and the ACC previews that we have done. And this week, uh, it will be the SEC and the Big Ten. So make sure and check that out. Head over to YouTube, search out SBR picks, or you can find it at sbrpicks.com/ncaaf. Chris, let's dive in. Uh, let me let me write my times down here. Uh, I, I want to start off on a a little bit of a diatribe. Uh, this whole thing, the Oklahoma-Texas whatever, it initially started, or I guess it, it started before, but. The big thing that made them reach out to the SEC was, of course, the Big 12 going to ESPN and Fox and saying, hey, we want to extend our agreement beyond the 2025 season because we just had a COVID year. We have financial issues. We want to see what the future is going to look like so that we can start to build back to figure out where we're going to be going forward. And ESPN and Fox said, "Mm, nah, like we're good. We, we, we got other things that we're working on. We don't know what the landscape is going to look like, and you guys aren't really worth that much. So if y'all aren't worth that much, we're just going to sit back, and we'll wait until it gets closer to time, and then we'll kind of figure out what you're actually worth. It, once Texas and Oklahoma saw that, and they realized that, hey, in the middle of a pandemic, they gave $300 million extra million per year to the SEC for one game of the week every week. That's what they paid for the the $55 million a year CBS deal that was just uh, a murder for Mike Slive and that much right? Now, it did prove its purpose. It, it, it did what it was supposed to do. It built the SEC into a national brand, what CBS provided for them, but it was way too long of a contract. It was worth way more than that. Now, obviously, it's worth $300 million a year, so it is what it is. So Texas and Oklahoma said, hold up. Like this is not this is not what we expected. And now we we move to this, right? And all of this stuff that you and I have talked about for months and months and months and months. I mean years really. The NCAA amateurism model. We have joked and laughed and told everybody it's not actually amateurism. This is ridiculous. All these kids are getting paid under the table. There was a veil, though, over it. And it was this NCAA amateurism model so that all of these Schools and whatnot could all live together uh, harmoniously. They could act like, you know, Ball State and Georgia were actually competing in the same sport. We all knew that they weren't. It's not the same thing. But they're in the same division, and you can schedule them, and they can play and whatnot. Now, I am worried. Uh, Initially, I was thinking, okay, this is the four 16 team super leagues that that we've been talking about forever. I don't think it's that. I think this is all about brand. I think this has to do with all kinds of, you know, whoever can get the biggest names. I don't think this means that we're going to 416 teams or 416 leagues. Uh get, let me let me bring you back into this thing because I know I've been rambling. What what was your initial impression and what is your impression right now,
2: uh my initial impression was uh, a little shocked because I didn't see it coming um now that it's here, you know, I'm, I'm okay with it, but but we disagree on the, I do think it's a race to 16 now. I, I think there's enough college football teams for us to have five. I think we can actually get to a real power five now. Um, you, you're you're gonna cannibalize the big 12. But, but also I think that the team that's going to project forward in this is going to be the American. Um, and, and I also think other conferences, maybe the American, but also some of the other, the ACC, the Pac-12, are going to start taking from Mountain West and, and whatever. And they're obviously going to take the big fish in those schools. What we need to be careful of is we need to stop looking last three to five years and seeing, oh, these teams are really good. Um, you know, we need to take them. Or these teams are bad. No big conference wants to 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 go after them. And you need to start looking at fan base size, school size, um, the city that they're in. And not they don't have to be you know home runs at every one of those aspects. But you have to see consistency. You have to see an importance in the value of athletics. To, to want to go after a school okay yeah uh you know it, i'm trying to give an exact like, like like louisiana louisiana is a really good school football wise right
3: and yeah they, yes, they recently have been but,
2: yes and, recently, but, they're,
3: but they're putting the resources towards that But they've I, I always
2: put the resources into it they want to be good at football they care about football they're going to continue to care about football so they would be a school that i think would uh, you know up uh, a conference that's trying to build itself wouldn't be afraid of going after if they had to get to 16. Um, you know, we obviously know the Boise States and the and the, like the real big boys, but is Coastal Carolina that? Because Coastal Carolina has been really good under Chadwell. Now, if they start putting a lot of money into football and they start upping what they're paying their coaches and up in their facilities. Now, obviously they don't have the money and resources to do those things, but if they care about it and they show they care about it, maybe they are. There's some schools that have been down lately, like uh, West Virginia. West Virginia is nowhere near what West Virginia used to be. But if I was a power conference I'd love to have West Virginia be a, a part of mine. They have a a history of caring about sports, caring about athletics. They have a huge fan base. They have a passionate fan base that actually cares and will give the money and support it. So because they haven't been a powerhouse in the Big 12 in the last, I don't know, 5, 6 years, 7 years, don't let that fool you as to the value that they would bring to to a to another another conference.
3: I will so I I see where you're coming from on this. I am worried that this move, Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC, which looks more and more inevitable because it is expected through sources and whatnot that has been reported, uh, that they are going to give their uh, notification to the Big 12 on Monday, uh, you know, the day that this show will be out. That show or that uh, that notice is to say, hey, we are not extending our grant of rights beyond 2025. And then you start the attorneys discussing how to get out of it earlier. So, uh, what I am worried about, though, is this is not expansion. This This is actually shrinking. I think this is the brands that matter in the sport are going to be the only ones that get these gigantic TV deals, and then it will be a disaster for everybody else That's- hey, there's
2: going to be a separation of the haves and the have-nots espn's not going to get yeah. the same tv deal to the pac-12 that they gave to the sec or that they're going to give to the sec especially once you add these two to it and, and you kind of renegotiate the deal that they just signed um they yes but there's still plenty of tv money around to be had and there's still plenty of inventory around to be had you still have NBC CBS and Fox that want to be a major player in college football and the college football game those games have to be aired somewhere ESPN won't own them all and so while you're not going to get ESPN money because even if the four other conferences get to 16. It, it it they're still not going to have the brands because we just talked about them picking up a West Virginia and a Louisiana. Okay, oh, that's like, by
3: the way. So that's something that I actually looked up just a little while ago, I, and I only did twenty twenty. I didn't have enough time to to go all the way back, but in twenty twenty alone, the games in the Big Twelve that did not involve Oklahoma or Texas, those games averaged one point oh four million viewers per game. That's All of the games combined, the the highest-rated one was, like, 2.23 million. And I think that that was, I want to say it was West Virginia-Baylor, maybe the one that went to, like, double overtime. So, like, none of it mattered, right? Like, Louisiana and Iowa State that you were just talking about had 487,000 viewers. Like, that's not great. Like, that, that didn't resonate. Now, last year was a bad year to try and figure all this stuff out. But when you look at the games that included Oklahoma and Texas, it was four times the viewers on average. Yeah,
2: but some of that is a some of that's a catch 22, Gary. Yes, those schools are bigger and yes they have a bigger fan base. And so those are naturally going to be bigger. But the four times bigger isn't because they're Texas and Oklahoma. It's because they're on at prime time hours and the other schools are on at the shittiest hours possible.
3: Do you think okay. any of this has to do with the fact that Oklahoma and Texas have been so irritated by the 11 a.m. like big noon kickoff stuff? Yes, yes, absolutely, 100. I, I think so too. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm, I'm so curious about what this ends up meaning across the board. Like I, I put in, uh, you know, that this is about brands that matter. Uh, I wrote down that I think this has a lot to do with ESPN Plus. So I tweeted out on Monday something interesting from Greg Sankey's. Uh, opening press conference at SEC Media Days, and he mentioned for the first time ever that there will be SEC games on ESPN+.
2: That's going to piss me off.
3: So, if there are, and, and the Big 12 has already got, you know, ESPN+, Plus and whatnot, but you start putting some of these, you know, Texas and Auburn, Oklahoma and Kentucky or, you know, whatever, uh, you put some of these matchups on ESPN+, Plus, and all of a sudden people can't see it. I mean, my, my joke yep. on Twitter was Um, <laughs> you know, I, I can't wait for my grandparents to call and ask what channel ESPN Plus is. Because that's what it's gonna be. This this is completely shifting the landscape of college football. Completely shifting. And what I'm worried about is one, what I said earlier about just all the brands and how basically the divide between the haves and haves not or have nots will get insanely bigger. But also, the fact that it's not going to be traditional media the way that this goes in the future because they are going to want this to go direct to consumer. They are, The SEC will know that they have the biggest names in the sport. The SEC's got, what, six or seven different brands that resonate on a national level? Well, if Every you add Texas and Oklahoma, like, yeah, I mean, if you add it, Texas it,
2: and Oklahoma, it gets... You, get, you add those I mean, two, and gets, you're like it nine. It gets pretty insane.
3: Yeah, you add those two, and it gets to like eight or nine. Yeah, What... Out of all the other conferences, how many national brands do you have? I mean, we're no, talking. I mean, you, you have
2: maybe, maybe two.
3: Uh, you got Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State, I guess. Maybe mm-hmm. Wisconsin, but they're you know eh, who knows. Big Ten is it's they they got some. ACC has got a couple, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the Pac twelve maybe Oregon and USC, I guess. Like yeah. It, no, I mean you don't to, have much. You don't have much. So at that point, then you start to figure out. Okay, what does. We were talking about moving to a 12-team playoff, which we'll talk about that here in just a minute. Is Are we... Like, what is the purpose of a 12-team playoff if seven of the 12 are going to come from this one conference almost every year?
2: Well, therein lies the issue is I don't... So, I don't think... I do think the separation from the TV money is going to get big, all this stuff. But I also think because they're all in the SEC, they are going to cannibalize themselves. I don't think you're going to get seven of the 12 if they go to 12. If for some reason the 12th team playoffs get salvaged, it's not going to be half of it coming from the SEC. They're just not going to allow it. Okay. You're you're still going to get two big 10 schools, two ACC schools and two Pac-12 schools. And and probably two American schools if they become the other power conference. Um it, it, you know, depending on on how they react and, and what they do. Uh you know, so that's that's just going to happen. They're not the people that run college football there's a lot of them that run college football that hate the SEC. We've talked about it before. I mean, Tim Tebow didn't win his second Heisman simply because all of the Big 12 and all of the Big 10 um, voters did not vote for him at all. Had he got third place votes from half of those people, he would have won in a landslide, but the Big 12 didn't want him to win because they had two of their own that they were trying to get. And the, and they really all bet three. That's where Graham Harrell came in and the Big 10, basically the Ohio state folks didn't want it because They wanted to have the only back-to-back multi-time Heisman Trophy winner, and so they left him off the ballot. They completely left him off their ballots. Okay, so there's a lot of people that hate the SEC, and when this happens, are gonna hate them even more. Okay, it's it's the reason that everybody hated the Patriots. It's you know now nobody hates them as much because they're nothing to be afraid of. All right. Everyone hated the Yankees for a long time, and then the hatreds kind of died down because they're not any good anymore. Okay, well, this is the the rich getting richer, the big boys getting bigger, the biggest boy in the room getting bigger, stronger, more powerful, and so those that aren't a member of it are going to hate it even more. Oh yeah. So, so to think that they're just going to steamroll everybody—that ain't happening, man.
3: Uh, you're you're probably you might be right about that. I. I no, I just want to this
2: bring this up. Be, I bet this is the best thing that could happen because now you basically take Oklahoma and Texas out of play if you're the Big Ten. And now you guaranteed feel like I can always get two teams in the playoff. And the money goes up astronomical from there. If if you can if you're the ACC and you can get anything from the state of Florida out of your two programs there or North Carolina ever becomes something at all, you feel like you can get two teams there. If you're Pac-12 and you feel like we're back to being able to get two teams there if the SEC cannibalizes itself.
3: Yeah, no, you're you're right. You are right about that. I do want to bring up. Uh, we we just talked about the AC or the AAC. Uh, you know what the Pac-12 might do, etc. I do want to talk about this AAC idea that you said on the podcast on Friday morning that you, if you were the AC or AAC, excuse me, the American, that you would go in grab the biggest ones. Get yourself up to 14 or 16 or whatever. I would get to 14 and,
2: immediately, and I wouldn't stop yeah. calling teams until I got to 14.
3: So, here is the issue, I think. And I, I think the issue is this. The Big 12 is not going to lose their Autonomy 5 status. They will have a seat at the table even if Oklahoma and Texas leave. That has already and been... eight teams? With eight, because they, if, they, if they move to... Uh, expand right if they expand and bring in more teams. Or whatever, well, yeah, that's like they if did they last expand, night. but if
2: they lose two more teams, then that then that kills them.
3: That's that's what I'm saying. But so they're already having these meetings, trying to figure out what the future is going to be, all that kind of stuff. They talked about this on Thursday and Friday. Uh, they, if you were an AAC team and you are currently making seven million dollars, but you have got people that are talking with ESPN, with Fox, with NBA, with whoever. Would it make more sense if you're an AAC team to go and join the Big Twelve? Because I, I think if the Big Twelve like you're gonna have to figure out who the biggest uh, uh, who the biggest guy in the room is, right? Is yeah. it Michael Resco who is the commissioner of the American, or is it Bob Bowlesby, the commissioner of the Big Twelve? Like who? Somebody is gonna have to rip teams away from somebody right. else.
2: So so this is so this is this is the way I see this. Okay, and, and and play play along with me for a minute and tell me what you think. Okay. You're Oklahoma State. You're probably the biggest fish left in the Big
3: Twelve, yeah, right? I, I would say them and, and TCU probably. Yeah,
2: I think they're substantial well, fan base, alumni base. There's just a much bigger school than a small private school. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah okay? you're probably right. Okay,
2: so, um, so you're so you're Oklahoma State and a, a better history of winning, I would say, long term. You're Oklahoma State. You're the biggest fish in this dinky ass pond that's embarrassed right now. Okay, completely embarrassed. And you're making substantially more money off of your TV deal than the American. All right. Correct. You see, your conference has a massive lack of stability. Now, you can go try to steal Houston and Central Florida. Those would be the two that I would go after if I was them. But them getting to 10, I think, is stupid. If they don't, if they stop at 10, they're morons. Yeah. They, they need if to everybody to doesn't try to get to 12, at least at bare minimum, you're a fool, regardless. So you go try to steal these other schools and get them to come in. And now you're the biggest fish in this pond. They got a couple of new bloods coming in and, and you really don't know. You think you're better than them because you've been a power five for a long time. But if you do honest evaluations, are you, I don't know, you know, you're making more TV money because you're guaranteed this power five status. I I think that status I think that status in the eye of a lot of people is going to change now if you take two from the american you didn't make yourself any stronger i think you just took the knees out of the american i think we end up with two conferences that are the exact same as the Sun Belt now all right which might have a good team here or there but nobody's going to respect them at all all right it'll it'll be the way didn't get better by adding two good teams from the american and the american gets Kneecapped, Gets completely and utterly obliterated. They get crippled at all ends. Right. So the AAC
3: or, has, has 11 teams right now. They would probably try and get to 14, right?
2: Yeah. Or if you're Oklahoma State and the commissioner of the American calls you and says, I know we don't make a lot of money right now, but if we get you and two other schools to come on board and we get to 14, I guarantee you we can go get a better TV deal than what you have with the Big 12 today, Right now, adding you to our portfolio, and know that we have stability. Look at the cities that you get to recruit in every year. You get a footprint in Orlando, which you never had before. Where, you know, you get a footprint in Texas Steel, which you're used to recruiting in, In but now. Yeah, but now you get to go to New Orleans, which you don't go to ever. You you get to you get to go to Philadelphia and recruit. You get to be a part of the DMV. You you get to you get to go to these other massive cities. These huge hubs. You get to go to Memphis and you get to recruit. Balls deep in the heart of of the SEC country. And and be or you can stay in your little Big 10, a Big 12 area. And 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 you can kneecap our conference and all you did was bring both of us down. That's it. Yeah. Your, your, your fire didn't get any brighter. You just blew our candle out. You just made our fire a lot smaller. Now you can come be a part of us and we can build something and grow something. And you can actually be a leader in this conference, or you could be the biggest fish in what is a weak, disrespected pond. How long do you think if if they're going to do real internalization, how long do you think the America uh, the, the Big Twelve will maintain its Power Five status and its Power Five semblance? Because all it is is symbolism. Yeah. How long do you honestly think that's going to last if they just bring in a couple of teams?
3: Because uh, they're not bringing the symbol, in big boys. Okay. Like a, yeah.
2: They're not. They're not going to get in Wisconsin. All right. No. No. They'd, it,
3: at best, it would be Cincinnati, UCF. You know, Houston. Yeah. Because of Houston, the Houston, somebody like that. Tulsa, I guess, maybe. Like, but we Maybe. know what Tulsa is, but, it, but, that's but that all doesn't original. help them. Like that, that doesn't help. Like that's, that, that's already in their footprint. Like there's no yeah. reason for that. So this um, is,
2: so this is why I think if I was running a school, if the American called me tomorrow, I'd be super listening and, and I wouldn't even wait for them to call me. I would call them. Well, yeah, the say,
3: schools have to call them. You're this
2: close to being invited to the table. Yeah. If you add me and I can bring two other big boys. Now, let me tell you the schools I don't want any part of. Okay. There's, there's one school in the big 12. I'm going to upset. I'm gonna piss off their fan base right now. I don't care. All right. I, I don't want Kansas State at all. Kansas State doesn't seem like they care about athletics at all. They don't put big, big money into football or basketball to try to be great at all. They yeah. they are every now and then they will make a run and be competitive, but but they seem like they're not trying. I don't know how big their fan base is. I don't know how excited their alumni is ever that's the, I, I would literally take Kansas knowing that their athletic department actually puts a ton of money and resources into
3: one sport well and they and, actually and Kansas, care like Kansas actually boosts your academic profile I mean that's oh an yeah no school. Kansas
2: yeah Kansas throws your academics through the roof which the American probably could use but yeah. if you went and got Baylor and TCU you're gonna get the academics too I mean those are two private schools that yeah, the, they, so. they got the academics as well um you know but I, like I said I'm not just a, West Virginia is not boosting your academics, but I'd call them. I I wouldn't stop until I got to 14 teams. I wouldn't stop calling until I got three more teams added if I was the American.
3: I think the biggest thing is inventory and eyeballs. Like, people that care enough about your brand to actually watch the games. That's and it. And I don't know how many of those teams there actually are out there. That's why I'm worried that this isn't well, a race to 16. But hey, None
2: of them like, are the size of Texas. Uh, none great, of them great. are the size of Oklahoma. But, but – TCU has a brand. Baylor has a brand. It's not nearly the size of of Texas and Oklahoma. Oklahoma State has a huge brand. It's just not as big as Alabama and Texas. And Oklahoma. like Oklahoma State would be on the level of LSU. Like, yeah. you know, they don't have the national titles, but but I, I can't I can't tell you that nationally there aren't just as many fan bases, uh, you know, fans of Oklahoma around the country as LSU. I can't tell you that they don't have just as many boosters. Hell, they probably got a lot more money, um, you know, out yeah. there. Than, because Louisiana is a poor-ass state, and Oklahoma's not.
3: Yeah, but but LSU has the brand. They have the cachet. They have the recruiting footprint. They have, you know, if Oklahoma wants. I think they wants, only
2: have that because they've been in the SEC.
3: Yes, 100%. That's why Oklahoma and Texas want to go. Like, that's a, that's a big, big part of it. Uh, that and, of course, money.
0: What's the easiest choice you can make?
3: Uh, the other thing that I wanted to bring up, so we just brought up the AAC, uh, how how they are going to work with this. The other thing that's been brought up is the Pac-12 and a, uh, excuse me, the Pac-12 and Big 12 merger. So the remaining eight teams packing in with the Pac-12, making a 20 team league. See, that's the,
2: that's ridiculous.
3: Oh, I, I agree, I agree. But
2: if I if if I was the big boys, or if I was any of the schools. I'm not against that per speak, but I would literally say, look, I'd rather not come if we're all coming. Okay. Like this is one of those situations where if, if, if if I'm at work and there's a hundred people around and somebody walks in the door and says, you're all invited to a party, I'm I'm not showing up. All right. But if they walk in and say, Chris, you and Gary are invited to my party, then I'm coming. Like, (laughs) like if you're walking, you invite everybody. I ain't coming. Because cause it doesn't mean anything. This is going to be a shit show. Nobody nobody, nobody wants to be there. Nobody cares about any of this shit. That's ridiculous.
3: I, I tend to agree. I uh, I, don't, that, I don't even know how know. a 20-team league would actually work. Like, <laughs> it, with the SEC, like, the scheduling and whatnot for a 16-team league, you can set up that scheduling to where you play all other 15 teams in your league within three seasons. You can yeah. set that up. You – at best, you can do it over four seasons, I guess. In which I think the that's well, all
2: that's like, all that matters. But still, it, it at some point in time, you're you're spreading all of your money out so much, it doesn't matter. You're, you're bringing in brands that are lowering your your value, not raising your value. Now, at some point in time, somebody's going to bring in a brand that doesn't bring them value yet, but. You know, well, because you that's won- what
3: initially happened with the the expansion conference expansion back that's right. however long ago because it wasn't about the quality of the team that you brought in. Obviously, the Big sure. Ten bringing in Rutgers and Maryland. They were bringing those states in for Yeah, they TV wanted revenue. TVs. They, they, that's yeah. all it was. It was just... Uh, cable inventory, right? You just had that many TV but sets now, in those But states. now,
2: I mean, I do think I do think more things than money. I mean, recruiting basis is going to be an important thing. Like I could see the Pac-12 wanting to have a footprint in Texas. Yes, you know they want TCU, Baylor, or Texas Tech. Like if they can't get all of them, they need at least one of them. Yeah. Because they want a footprint in Texas because they don't have it right now.
3: So could you um, could you see like the AAC and the Pac twelve like splitting these teams up? And because yes. yeah. I, I don't I don't believe that the Big Ten is going to actually exp- I don't there's no reason. There's nobody so, left for them to bring in that's gonna actually improve their worth. Hang on now.
2: I I I do you think if the other, t- so let's say the SEC and the Pac twelve get to sixteen, and the the American get to fourteen, all right? Let's say those two things happen, okay, or, or I guess three things. What do you think that means for the Big Ten at twelve teams?
3: Well, I mean the Big Ten's got fourteen right now. Oh, okay,
2: but- oh, they, they do have fourteen. That's right. Yeah. What do you? But what do you? Okay, well, I guess that doesn't mean anything if everybody else stays at fourteen.
3: Yeah, so that, I don't know that there is any reason for them to expand. Like it's, I don't. It, initially, like I said earlier, my initial thought was this is the race to 16. This is yep. everybody's going to 16. They're trying to up their inventory. They're trying to help out their TV deals, da 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 I don't think it's that. I think this is brand. This is market. This is uh, we are not worried about TV sets anymore. We are worried about how many people are actually watching this. And I'm worried that it is a, it's becoming a mini AFC, NFC, NFL kind of deal where there's going to be two big conferences like Big Ten SEC and nobody's gonna care about anything else like all there are so many brands throughout this sport that I understand are not big TV needle movers I get it but you and I love the sport of football that's what we do We love football and and we love these smaller teams we enjoy seeing them be able to compete because every now and then you have somebody like a coastal Carolina somebody like a Liberty, somebody like Iowa State right now who is one of the leftovers in the Big 12 that can come up and have one of these kind of seasons where they got all their seniors, they got all this to everything is projected in the right way. Iowa State's one of those
2: brands that I was referring to that don't fall in love with them because of what they've done the last two or three years. Okay, Because if Matt Campbell walks away tomorrow for greener pastures or, or God forbid, has a heart attack and and doesn't coach anymore – it, the the moment Matt Campbell leaves that place, if you can't replace him with another Matt Campbell, that they lose half their value the second he walked out the door.
3: Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Hey, that's actually something that I'd written down because I haven't heard anybody else discuss this. Like he has been the big fish for quite some time. You know, Michigan apparently had had kind of sent out overtures to him, like, "Hey, are you interested at all?" Like, what, you know, would you want to leave? And he does not want to leave. The Detroit Lions reached out to him. All kind of teams have reached out. And he is not interested in leaving Ames. Because why would you? Yeah, like You can make over $5 million a year in Ames, Iowa right now. Coaching right, now. The right now. Right now. I don't know that he'll be able to do that in four years. Nope. And if that's he's the case. Not,
2: the next TV deal, unless they get in with a bigger fish, the next TV deal, he's not getting $5 million. And, and on top they're of
3: that. They're going to cut his salary, and they're going to cut his assistant salaries. After, I would, I would wager nearly everything that I own that he has gone after this season. Because I think this is the year. Because of
2: that. What if he finds out they would be going to the Pac-12? Because he's got to know there's going to be money out there.
3: Yes and and no, because you were in a conference with with two massive, massive brands, right? And, and he has been a thorn in the side of Oklahoma for four years now. Mm-hmm. He had understood, like, he figured out how to beat them for whatever reason, he was comfortable there. It is what it is. I still don't know that you will be as good in the Pac-12 because I don't Aww. know that you can get that. I mean, he'll still be able to develop and whatnot, but I, I really believe that because of all this stuff happening and because of the people that he will lose after this season, I think he he may head off to greener pastures. Like, if, now, if now I'm he he, like i may I may look out. I may be watching myself. Listen,
2: he might, and you might be right about that. But if he chooses to stay and they join the Pac 12, he's not set up to to be a thorn in Oklahoma's side and nobody else. Like, if he can compete with Oklahoma, he can beat the hell out of USC. Yes, okay? agreed. If he could compete with Oklahoma, he can hang with and be Oregon. All right. Yes. Like, he would be no, he wouldn't be a, that would be an easier task, in my opinion.
3: Yeah, than, no I'm I'm not I'm not saying done. that he couldn't but I'm I'm also saying that I don't know that the money's going to be there for the uh for the athletic program. But see I that
2: I, I disagree with that. I think I think if for some reason the Pac-12 does get to 16 teams somehow some way, I think they're going to get a TV deal. I think the new commissioner of of their conference George is, is he, yeah. he he was brought in for the sole purpose of making them obscene amounts of money, and I think he's going to do that. I think people who are good at making money are good at finding money.
3: Yeah, I think this is one of those things that that could really help the Pac-12 because obviously, you know, CBS, they're going to be looking for a dance partner. That's right. Um, if they are looking for a dance partner, you want somebody that's in the the central time zone to be able to to get closer to that Eastern Standard Time of 330 like that's one, of, one, of like. the,
2: one of the reasons that if I, w- I would want to be the American commissioner and I would fight like hell to try to get to 14 teams, the first call I would make would be to Fox. And I would just say, all these other schools bitch and moan about getting that noon game. And you know what? I'd kill for that noon game. And we're going to put awesome games on there. We're going to give you Memphis UCF. We're going to, we're going to give you Oklahoma State and, and, and TCU. Like We're going to give you great football games if, if, you, if you give us that noon slot. And you and me both know that noon slot is a massive, massive draw for games. That's a big number. Out of all the just general games that go on on a Saturday outside of prime time, that has to be the biggest draw of all the, like the non big games.
3: So the AAC contract right now actually runs with ESPN through 2031, 2032. Uh, it, it'll pay $1 billion over the life of the contract. It's about 83.3 million per year, uh, because it started in the 2020 academic year. Um, and it pays each team around seven million dollars annually, which is a bump from what it was. It was about three million a year before that. So everybody more than doubled uh, what what they were getting. I now when you do that, uh, it was twenty nineteen that they did a a twelve year deal. Like that's that's how long this thing extends. But you bring more teams in, and that is automatic renegotiation. I was just about to AAC. say it's
2: not just like, more teams. You're bringing in. I'm assuming they're going to bring in bigger brands. So now your brand as a conference is worth more as well, which means you get to re- renegotiate. And if you, if, if, you know, ESPN doesn't want to pay more or whatever, pony up, I, like I said, I would fight like hell for that, that noontime slot, but just for the simple fact that um nobody else wants it. Yeah. And if you're these smaller schools, if you're Cincinnati, how many national games a year did you get last year? Not a lot. Okay. Right, I, you'd you'd have Cincinnati on all the time this year, not just when they play Notre Dame and not just when they play Indiana, but but their their conference games would be on on the
3: bigger channel, right? On the bigger, if, channel, right? like on the bigger the big, channel, because yes. all, all the games right now are national, but but you they, know you I'm talking the, about the I, network I, I, TV, I know, I know
2: which saying. I think still yeah. matters. I'm talking about Big Fox. I'm talking about the yes. big noon kickoff.
3: Yes, the actual like over the air, uh, you yes. can pick up the game with your with your rabbit ears.
2: Anywhere in the country, yes. Any sports bar in America can have this game on, not just their local
3: game. Yes, yes, I'm with you. Uh, I do, I do want to bring up this. Now, this kind of has to do with the college football landscape, and I was sitting on the beach, looking at my phone, and kind of reading through the news on Thursday, trying to figure out exactly you know what was going on, and. Kevin Warren spoke at at Big Ten Media Days, and it immediately made me understand why Greg Sankey is able to get things done the way that he does. He is a shark in the room. Nobody else can compete with Greg Sankey because Kevin Warren was asked if he had any regrets or if he would have changed anything about the way that the Big Ten handled their football season last year. Like leading up to it, canceling, you know, figuring everything back out and then starting the season late. And Kevin Warren said, no, if he had the exact same circumstances, he would do the exact same thing again. I don't even know how to respond to this. This is the most clownish response from a leader that I have ever heard in my life. You saw firsthand. As the commissioner of this conference, exactly how pitiful of a job you did last year, and yet you would be willing to make no changes at all to the way that you handled that situation. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Did you did you see any of his press conference?
2: No, I didn't, but but we talked about this. And yeah. I don't know what it is about certain people that are just terrified to ever admit publicly when they're wrong. Like, and we see that a lot, by the way. Like, there's a lot of people that have very public jobs, whether they're a politician or a coach or, or an administrator of some sort, but in a public atmosphere. All the time, bumble stuff.
3: Yeah, not, nobody, not admitting that you're wrong doesn't make you a better leader.
2: No, like, no, I would say nobody, nobody, everybody's so afraid to step up and say, I cocked it up. I screwed up, but this is what I learned from it. I have, I've never, in all of the leadership roles that I've ever been in, whether it be in management or owning my own business or whatever I'm trying to run, I've never had a problem stepping up and saying, "I fucked that up." Okay, yeah. I I made a decision that I thought was right, and this is why I thought it was right. Come to find out, it was wrong. Okay, and this is what I learned from it. So I'm not making that same decision mistake again. And and this is what I'll take away from that. I've, I've never I've never been afraid of doing that. I don't know—is it narcissism or what it is about people that are that are so afraid to to ever say publicly that they ever screwed something up?
3: I, I don't get it because when I saw that, I it happens in politics yeah. all the time. Oh, I mean, yes. like like it's and,
2: and it's and a regular thing if nobody actually ever says they screwed up, but they always make an excuse or they you know stand by their decision even though everybody knows it was wrong because they think they'll placate to their base more. So I don't. I just don't – I didn't get that gene, okay?
3: That's a a big part of what college football is nowadays, though, is it's these conference commissioners, a lot of the times, are politicians, right? And they they try and say the right thing in public, but they're trying to make backroom deals in the back and da-da-da-da. Greg Sankey, for as many issues as we had with him his first couple of years as the conference commissioner, this guy is thinking, you know, 50 years ahead of everybody. Like I, I heard somebody or I saw somebody else quote that I think it was ESPN or the Athletic or something, uh, but there was another AD that said Greg Sankey is thinking fifty years ahead of everybody, and and it's because he's willing to admit mistakes, he's willing to yeah. figure these things out, and I I don't know if anybody else that it. Uh, now we don't know uh, George Kleovkov yet. Uh, Phillips is the new AA or ACC commissioner. Um, you've got uh, uh, Bob. I've Ulsby. got my opinions
2: about him, by the way.
3: I. A, Drop him in. I, I've got I, my opinions
2: about him, by the way. I, I, I think he is completely and utterly coaching up all of his athletic departments to answer things the way he wants them to answer them.
3: And that's a smart think, way to go about it.
2: And I think, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't like that. But I don't that
3: It gives the uh, the sign of unity, right? Like, yeah, but 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 now you're but now you're not getting
2: honest answers from people that we really want their opinion on stuff.
3: Are you talking but about their you playoff cannot,
2: You cannot tell me that every player in the in the fucking ACC, every player in the ACC that would benefit from conference, uh, the playoff expansion. All of them would benefit from it, except for Clemson. Clemson has the only the only right to say, I don't want it. Everybody else thinks it's a bad idea, even though they'll openly say that I know this would be good for my school, but I don't want it. No, 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 no. no zero of those kids actually think that. Zero I, I think of them. I think you might be right. Uh, well, I, th- I, think I think they've been coached up. This because everybody is saying the exact same thing. Nobody's yeah. given any sound logic or reasoning. It's always, it's just too many games. It that's an easy thing to, to branch over. There's never a follow up, and we never actually get to hear from the kids. Yeah, we did it's see. It's always this with, coming from the mouth of the head yeah, coach.
3: Kenny Pickett, uh the the pit quarterback, Pat Narduzzi, Pitt's head coach, I know said it. Uh I mean, it was just multiple people. That were not on board, and and Kevin Warren said that he was not on board with a twelve team playoff. Um, it's it's strange. I think, I think
2: all of these people are being coached up, and I think I think the new I think the new conference commissioner got there, and I think he's forcing these kids to say certain things.
3: I th- you might because be right there's about no that.
2: way you get me a couple of beers in with these kids, and we talk about them dreaming of playing in a playoff game. Why wouldn't you want to do this? The chances of you actually playing that one extra game that you're going to have to play isn't, it's just so small.
3: And are you really and, going to complain about having to play that extra game? If it's for a national extra, championship
2: and that extra game is going to be for the national championship. Yeah. Only two teams would have to play it. The chances of those teams not being one of the teams that get a buy is real slim already. And then if you do if we do ask you to play it, it's for the title. Zero of these kids, you get them in an honest answer, would say that. Except for all the kids at Clemson, because they already have a seat at that table. Yeah. They don't want anybody mucking it up because they already have a hard time
3: winning the big games. At at most, you would have two teams each season play 17 games. You're, at most, at, yeah, mo- and at that's, most. And that is
2: that is that that means none of the top 4 teams in the country would have would be playing for it
3: yeah like and and the odds of that happening are
2: are, are just not happening <laughs> that's just it, it <laughs> might happen it might happen it, once we, we every get, 20 years no
3: we we might get one team that plays 17 games that's yes. that's what i think like
2: but that one team is hang on after they win their their semi championship game we can pull all those kids and say you can quit now and go home Or you can play this next game for a title. Who wants to show up and play for the next game? Yeah. 100% of them are going to do
3: it. Yes, because it is important.
2: That tells tells me somebody is manipulating them. I don't like manipulation. I don't like these kids not being able to think for themselves. That's bullshit.
3: I I tend to agree with you. That
2: stuff pisses me off. When I heard Clemson say it, I knew... This is exactly what I expect from Dabo. Dabo don't want any challenges at all ever because when it gets hard, he struggles, okay? Yeah. When it's easy, he steamrolls. When it gets hard, it struggles. Um, and, you know, he's a he's a 50-50 guy in games that are, you know, one-point games. Um, you know, teams that he's a lot better than, he just dust. Yeah. I get I get Clemson. Nobody else should we be getting that answer from. And if it, it, it is, is, should, at least should be a, an internal struggle. But for uh, it to be clear, blanket, everybody saying the exact same line. I had a security officer at one point in time, a little whacked out. Okay. This this is a little bit of a story. Gotcha. But, but but I'm gonna tell you. i mean this this tell you where I'm going. Believed in like extraterrestrial kind of stuff. And that never bothered me. But he was an older man. And uh one day he walked, he used to walk to work, he worked at a hospital, which is convenient because on his way to work to work, he, he had a heart attack and he got rushed to the ER, got rushed to the hospital. I show up and, and I go to check on him and I can't check on him yet. So I'm kind of walking around talking to the other officers and I'm just asking about the guy. Cause this is at a site. It was like 80 something employees. I don't get to see them all, all the time. And he works weird shifts. And so I'm asking about the man and everybody unanimously. I'm talking, it didn't matter if you were an 18 year old kid that worked for me for two weeks, or if you're a 70 year old man that had been at the hospital for 20 years. Okay. Every one of them used one phrase to, to define him. Oh, he's a great maker. Harmless, a little weird, quirky, but harmless. And I thought after about the fourth person told me he's harmless, I thought, who uses the word harmless today? Not so MVP before, <laughs> so before I could go see him, I call his site supervisor, the account manager over the job. He needs to come up there. His guy just had a heart attack, and he and I go to his office. And I close the door and I think I kick everybody out, and I tell him we're not leaving this room until you tell me what the hell's going on with this guy. And he was, and he out of his mouth, oh, hey, hey, you you know about it. yeah, he's a weird guy, but don't worry, he's harmless. And I said, I don't want you to ever use the fucking word harmless again in front of me. I need you to tell me what's going on with him because this is weird now. This is not something yeah. everybody always says. Come to find out the dude really was like super into extraterrestrial. I went, got his room, saw him. Uh while we were in there, I went and picked up his uniform to get it clean for him. And uh inside of his security hat was lined with tinfoil. And he wears a tinfoil inside of his hat every day of his life. So aliens can't read his mind the guy's out there. Okay. The guy, the guy's completely nutso. But the fact that everybody I talked to said the same line over and over and over again, They had listen to these, it sounds like they were all bra- and and come to find out the account manager was like, yeah, he's weird, but he's the best officer I have. I can't have him getting fired because people are weirded out by his extraterrestrial stuff. So I coach up everybody who talks to him. Don't worry about his weirdness. He's harmless. And I coach them all up. Well, I appreciated that in hindsight, but I felt like I was being manipulated, Yeah, which I was. I feel like this new commissioner coming in is manipulating all of these kids. I don't like that shit, man. They're all I, saying the same story, yeah. and none of them have any reason to.
3: When I said that it was smart, I was looking at it from the aspect of, like, for his, like for his sake... Oh, yeah.
2: Anybody... Anytime you're smart. the person manipulating people, it's smart to manipulate them if it benefits you. That just makes you a son of a bitch. That makes you a piece of trash.
3: Agree. And he... Like, it, I will look at this. Like, nobody has said a word about Jim Phillips and what happened at Northwestern with the, uh, the other AD that was hired right after him. I mean, this was like his right-hand man yeah. And he's involved in lawsuits and all this kind of nope. stuff. Like
2: Oh no, no, Let's keep that all in the wrap. Let's yep. not say boo about it.
3: Let's not say nothing. Let's not say nothing. Let's uh let's close out the show. I don't want to take too long today because I mean we could talk about this conf- all this conference alignment, blah, blah, blah. We could talk about it forever. Uh we're we're gonna not try and inundate every single show with it. Uh, but it is a, a fairly big topic. So we wanted to hit it today now that I'm back in town. I do want to hit on this. There are sports books that Believe for whatever reason now, that Aaron Rodgers is going to retire this week. I, looking at all the different things that have happened, now, Aaron Rodgers' mother, or soon-to-be mother-in-law, like, he's uh, engaged to an actress or whatever, and the mother-in-law jumped on, and Stephen A. Smith said that it was his opinion that Aaron Rodgers does not want to be a part of that organization anymore. It didn't have anything to do with money. It's all the same stuff that, that I have said to you, uh, and, and that we've all kind of talked about. Like, he's just not happy with the way that that, that team is being run, and he wants out. Regardless of, of what it takes to get out, he doesn't want to spend another year there. And the mother in law came out and said, eh, Speak truth. Like, yes, 100%. That's right. He doesn't want to be there. And now the sports books are getting word. And, like, it, it, if you have ever trusted anybody in your life, the sports books would be who you need to trust because they have got insiders friggin' everywhere. They they all have shifted odds. They're figuring things out, and they ain't got the Packers where they had them before because they believe that these that Aaron Rodgers is gone. Now, he would have to retire for, what, two years? Yes. Before he could come back and play? So he would be well, 38. Yes,
2: but if he retires this year and then continues to tell the Packers front office you can still trade me and I'll come back and play. I'll come out of retirement. They can trade him at any moment in time. And, and so, so he, he could still work a deal while being retired.
3: So if he if he retired, just like did, Gronk didn't yeah, Gronk, if he retired Gronk, but didn't put in his papers.
2: No, he can put in the papers. Gronk retired. Gronk put in his papers. Gronk completely retired. And then he has the right to come back. And so he told the Bucks, I want to come back only if I can play for you. So the Bucks call the Patriots and say, Gronk's willing to come out of retirement to play. What do you need in compensation for us to do that? And the Patriots and them worked out a deal. That's the exact same thing that would have to happen.
3: Do you believe that he is going to retire this this week? I, th-
2: I think I, if you ask me right now, would I vote yes
3: or no yes? I would vote yes as well. I really think that he. we both know that he is a different kind of cat. Like, he don't operate the same way uh, normal humans operate all
2: right and let me let me tell you the biggest reason why i believe that as well okay um i think Devonte adams also said that he's out and yeah he we meant to talk more. about
3: that yeah
2: T, tj our boy our boy comes on this show every now and then tj um is friends with his counterpart in green bay and that man tweeted out looked like a little too early that the packers had a deal done with the raiders
3: Yep, for Devontae Adams. It was Adams. like
2: a second and a fourth for Devontae Adams. It wasn't even like a great deal either. Um
3: Well, I think it included like picks too, right? Like A
2: second and a fourth.
3: Uh, no, no, no. It was uh, hold on, second and a fourth. And, no, it was it was something else. Uh God, I what? thought it
2: was just those two picks. I'll have to go back and look. I screenshotted it because that tweet has since been deleted.
3: Yeah, I'm going I'm a pull it up. You send it to uh to our group chat. Um yes. but i you know, I saw it. Here we go. All right, uh, Packers sending Devontae Adams to the Raiders for a second round and a fourth-round pick to be— re- uh, Nope, that's all it was. That's second Holy and fourth. Uh crap. Because that's Adams it. and the Packers couldn't reach an extension. And that's— Yeah. yeah. I mean, and Adams, Adams said Adams, he's
2: not talking to him anymore. He's done. There is no extension that's going to happen. If, and so they he, said, well, let's get something for
3: him instead of nothing. If he is not going to— um, so I think the Packers
2: know. Hey, I think that trade's gonna happen. But the the guy that scooped it, the guy that reported it, ain't the one that's supposed to report stuff. Yeah, that's the that that's person supposed Martin. to kick yeah. it to Adam Schefter because Adam Schefter speaks crap. Um, I I think I think we're gonna see that trade happen this week, and I think we're gonna see Aaron Rodgers retire after this week because there's no way Adam Rodgers is coming back. It, there's no way Adams would have done this.
3: Hey, TC is uh, is not with Green Bay. He's with the Raiders. Wh- whatever, whatever. So it's, he, he's it's, from the it's other TJ's,
2: side. It's TJ's counterpart.
3: Okay? Yeah, TC Martin. He's in. Uh, he's in Vegas. That's right. He's
2: so. T.J.'s counterpart with Vegas. Um, but anyway, neither here nor there. I I think that trade's going to happen too. I think the Packers are about to lose both of them.
3: I think so too. And I mean, if if I'm Devontae Adams and I know that Aaron Rodgers is not coming back, why would you extend? Like, why would well, you no, start no, with, with? No, no, no. And love? if you're like, the
2: Packers, if you're the Packers, you immediately start. Well, I think Rodgers will be traded before before the season starts. Because if you know, if you're if you're dealing Devontae and Adams and, and Rogers is going to retire, why wouldn't you get something for him? Because they could get a haul for him. I, I still think they could get three first round picks for him. Oh, I
3: think so too. I think so. So, too, so but why I, would
2: you? Why would you not do that? And if you lose those two guys this year you got a real good shot at being the number one pick overall anyway, this year, like right now, Houston Texans are just jerking off thinking how amazing this is. We're going to, we're finally, we're not going to, we're not the laughing stock of the league right now.
3: Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. How
2: long have we been laughing at Houston?
3: Uh, Pretty much the entire offseason. I want to know this. I'm
2: I'm going to tell you this. And I've been up front. i said in our group text, I need to say it publicly. I'm going to say it right now. I need a list of all the NFL media guys. that have been, blowing Matt LaFleur's dong for the last six to eight months. Maybe maybe last year, okay? Talk, he's a top ten head coach in the league. Listen, I'm not hating on Matt LaFleur, all right? But winning games with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers does not make you qualified to be considered a top ten head coach in the league. He loses Adams. He loses Rodgers. I need all those people to answer, answer i want names i want a list and i want i want hard questions being asked to these people as to how in the hell do you think he is a top 10 head coach i mean they had him over guys that have won super bowls like pete carroll and 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 and, and mike tomlin and what in the hell are we
3: talking about what is what's their over under if you know that adams and rogers are not going to be there 17 game five. season five Five, five and a half, maybe? No, no.
2: Just five. I, if it's five and a half, the answer's easy under. They're not winning six. This team ain't winning six games. I don't Without Rodgers,
3: Jordan Love? Yeah, I mean, there was no wide reason. receiver. Jordan hey, Love on, who's going to be on... the
2: best wide receiver for Jordan Love to throw to? I watched Tommy Terrific, the greatest quarterback to ever pick up a football in the history of the world, try, try to make something happen with no wide receivers and and even tom and all his magic couldn't do it. You think Jordan Love can?
3: Marquez Valdez, Gantling, Devin Funches, uh Allen Lazard, Equinemia St. Brown, like Gary. Like what are we doing team's here? This the wor- I,
2: I I you I'm gonna tell you this. Neutral site game. This game is hosted in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Green Bay against against Houston. I think Houston's a field goal favorite right now. You might be That's right without about Deshaun Watson.
3: You might be right about that. I don't know. I mean, I, I know the Packers have got like a, a decent defense. I I just can't imagine. Oh, no, I'm even telling without you this, take the
2: under. Take the under because it's gonna be in the teens. Yeah. That's a field goal game, baby. That that is that is a first one to nine wins. If you make it to twelve, holy shit. You've blown them out.
3: That's crazy. That's just crazy to think about, man. It's not
2: a good football team, man. Aaron, bro, listen, I talk a lot of cold shit about Aaron Rodgers because I don't like him personally. Okay, yeah, but I've never once criticized his ability to play football. All right, not, yeah, no, no, just, no, that's right. You don't catch that. All right, I tell the truth when I tell the truth. I don't like him, but he's really good at football.
3: Yes, it, it's he's not really that hard good, and he to has he has a lot like of
2: flaws. That. And I think any coach that gets to coach Aaron Rodgers is is going to, to be seen as the top ten coach in the NFL. And that's foolishness. You just shouldn't do it.
3: Well like so that say, doesn't mean say you're Rogers. a top ten
2: coach in the right. NFL.
3: Say Rodgers goes to um say he goes to Denver. Like we've talked say goes to Denver.
2: Is Vic Fangio all of a sudden
3: a top five coach in the NFL? I you didn't think, so. think it last week.
2: How it the was, hell can you think it now?
3: We didn't think it with uh, with Drew Locke for sure. So no. I yeah. It, it, it's, just, and this is not a crazy. knock on
2: the floor. He's not the one that made the list. He didn't put himself in the top 10, but there's a lot of people in the media that have blown this guy up and, and they, they look at his winning percentage record and they see he's up there with Joe, like Bill Walsh and, 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 and Andy Reid, and Bill Belichick and Bill Parcells, like, like nobody's had this kind of winning percentage at such an early who, gives a shit look what he took over the guy's never had a problem in his life let's see you draw up plays for Jordan Love with this cast of clowns as your offense now I want to see that offense if that offense is a top 17 offense in the league then I'm wrong I'm wrong And I'll give him, I'll give the man his juice. He doesn't have to win a lot of games because he doesn't have a talent. I'm not asking for wins and losses, but I'm also not looking at his wins and losses to judge him as a good head coach today. That's the problem. If he loses, that doesn't mean that I think he's a worse coach today than I thought yesterday. But the problem is, is everybody thinks he's a great coach today because of Rogers. And when you take Rogers away, does all of a sudden he just stop being a good coach. That's not how coaching works.
3: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, you're right. That,
2: that's my tangent. That's my rant. That's my that's my thought on on Lafleur and the NFL media to, as a whole. And this thing, I love these guys. So many of these guys I listen to and I read and I follow, and I love them. There's a reason I know that they're saying these crazy things is because I I value what they say, and then I hear them say shit like that, and I think I don't know how to take you serious anymore. I don't know how to value your opinion anymore. Because you say shit that doesn't make sense, I can understand
3: it. I can understand it. Let's get this thing on uh, under an hour. We're at fifty eight and forty seconds or whatever. So let's get out of here. Uh, This week, later this week, I I believe, uh, Chris, I've got down here that we are starting NFL previews on uh, Friday show. So NFC NFC East on Friday. So and then AFC East on Monday. So we'll like we're we're getting ready for uh, for NFL preview season. I am ready to rock and roll with that. So. Let's, uh, let's get out of here for now. Go to winningcureseverything.com. Go to sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. Go ahead and check out all the college football previews and whatnot. We got those out of the way, so we are now moving to the NFL. I got Warren Sharp's book while I was on vacation, so pretty excited about that. Lots to discuss going forward. It is a crazy time in sports, my friends. Everybody take care of yourself, take care of each other, and hopefully all of your tickets cash this week.